Hey everybody, this is Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. Once the show's over, make sure you go over to our affiliate and check out their website for the world's most trusted hemp extract at Charlotte's Web. There, you're going to find lotions, balms, capsules, tinctures, whatever it is that you need that's going to help you feel your best on the daily basis. Once you're at checkout, make sure you save a few bucks by entering Jack15, and you're going to save 15% on your total purchase. Thanks for tuning in, enjoy the rest of the show, and see you soon. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast, where we talk about the medical benefits of cannabis. My name is Jack Stone, one half of the Cannabis Connoisseur, and we got Ryan Chavez over here. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure, as Jack mentioned, you rate, subscribe, you like us, share us with friends and loved ones who you think maybe can benefit as well from the information that we're going to be sharing Mm -hmm. on today's show and every show. And today, speaking of, uh, we have a different topic for you than we normally talk about, but that's what we try and do on the show quite a bit. Um, Often we talk about how it can help you medically, but eventually, you know, once we get acquainted to cannabis, we may start to find some newfound ways where we start to share this passion and helping others, right? And then when you start doing that, maybe you get to the point where you want to start your own business, right? So... You know, since cannabis is going legal just about everywhere in the world, it seems nowadays, and because um, the world, you know, speaking of is also very slowly, it seems opening up as well. uh, We wanted to have a chat about, you know, the business of cannabis and, and, you know, how you may be able to tap into it if that's something that maybe has brewed into a passion, you know, over this uh, over this time or it doesn't even have to be because of the pandemic. For me, it certainly wasn't. I was into this before the pandemic, for sure, as a lot of us were. so uh, for that special conversation, we have a very special guest for you today. And this guest uh, has been in the startup world since 2013, started in the gaming industry, uh, led a lot of sales efforts for various teams there. Um, also, uh, fintech, um, SaaS companies, other industries, but now uh, has taken a dip into the cannabis industry. And this person I'm speaking of is Gabe, uh, Gabe Cruz. He is a chief strategy officer for a new tech firm called Upsparrow. And this is a very, very cool firm that I've been checking out. Uh, we've been looking at before the show here. Um, and we're going to get into this and, and kind of take a look to see how, you know, not only this technology is going to be um, upending the industry, but also, you know, what it's all about and other, you know, maybe takeaways we can take from it. So, Gabe, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. And uh, we're very happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks, Jack. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to have me. Absolutely. And can uh, Gabe, just um, I just want to go over Upsparrow really, really quickly, just a little bit more detail. It's a virtual consultation platform uh, to help dispensaries increase revenue, drive more sales, and build a loyal customer base with personalized recommendations. Is that generally you know, the gist of what it is that we're talking about with Upsparrow? Yeah, no. So uh, that's a very succinct way to put it. Uh, basically, <laughs> we, we do uh, virtual consultations. We enable these dispensaries to serve their customer in a virtual way. Um, ultimately, there's a big gap in um, new customers when they're first introduced to cannabis. Um, the pandemic made it a little tougher for us to interact with mm-hmm. bud tenders, uh, certainly. Mm-hmm. And so it accelerated a lot of the, the e-commerce uh, growth of dispensaries. And so a lot of great platforms like Dutchie and Jane and um, a lot of POS systems are starting to come online with e-commerce uh, capabilities. And what yeah. we found was that, uh, you know, for someone who's new to cannabis, when they're looking at a bunch of pictures of buds and flower, um, it, it's not super helpful for them to know how it's going to benefit them. Um, mm-hmm. 
really, I mean, it could be a lotion, it could be anything. And all of that information is really packed into the bud tender's head. And yeah. so what we tried to do is build out a, a platform that's going to enable them to give that same consultative experience, uh, but do it in a really, really curated way uh, through our software. So Cool. Awesome. And can I ask you just like how, you know, you got into the cannabis space, software, SaaS space in general? Like sure. Just, like, yeah, just, just a step yeah. back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'll start. I'll start back at the beginning. Basically, uh, right out of college, um, I, I my first big boy job, as I like to call it, was uh, I was doing business development for for an e commerce company. It's an Amazon reseller, and I was living in Spokane, Washington at the time. Um, after that, got into an entrepreneurship class in college. Um, got an idea for an esports company, which was basically competitive video gaming. Yeah. Um, we i didn't know a thing about software all i knew was like there's this thing's growing so i went to ended up going into arizona state's uh, technology entrepreneurship program uh was like hey i need a software engineer so i just started like trying to find uh buddies that could help me out uh met my current co-founder of upsparrow actually there we started a few businesses together um and basically i was like hey man like i got this idea to start video game competitions uh do you want do you want to do this instead of the class <laughs> and so he's like sure <laughs> so we flew up to a, a google startup weekend um and we ended up taking thirds so we're like hey you know we might have some some traction here uh after that, I mean, I'm really making this quick, but basically we raised just about a million bucks. Um, I made every mistake possible in that business. Um, and we we built this software. Basically, it was tournaments and, and leaderboards with influencers. They'd come in, run the tournament or leaderboard on Twitch. Um, it was super, super fun. Learned a lot. Um, but because it crashed and burned so hard, I had a big chip on my shoulder of not knowing technology or how to run teams. And then also the, the sales side. So um, I went really, really deep into both of those things. Um, eventually one of the initial guys who believed in us and, and put some money into us, uh, from the first company asked me to come lead, uh, sales at an Intel capital venture. We took that company from zero to 4 million in about 20 months. It was a breakneck speed, like, um, basically to prove to myself that I learned everything I should have from <laughs> burning the last one. Um, and then from there we went to go work for another venture capital firm to spin out businesses. COVID hits, that guy um, gets a little freaked out, pulls his money back, understandably. Um, and then we, my you know, business partner, you know, my best friend, he's actually the best man at my wedding even. Oh. Uh, we're like, hey, man, uh, we already have all this network of all these other people we've helped start businesses. Um, let's just go consult. And then eventually we got to the point where, um, you know, we had spun up this kind of virtual consult um, idea. And we were kind of thinking back to our, um, our experience of MedMen, actually. Uh, I probably really? shouldn't say that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> we went to a very prominent dispensary in Venice Beach, California. Mm -hmm. um, and our interaction overall, we basically sent his wife, who's never, like, she hardly drinks even, um, to go buy all of our cannabis. And so um, it was a really rough experience for her because she didn't know what to ask and the bud tender didn't really know how to guide her. Mm -hmm. and at MedMen, yeah. yeah, and so it was. It was a really interesting like interaction. Of course, we're you know we're business people and opportunity minded, so I want to see how this person's selling and like how the interaction is yeah. going. Um, and overall, it was it was pretty lackluster. Um, we did it again at a different dispensary, kind of the same. It was almost like mm -hmm. a bartender experience, like, hey, what can I get you? But um, they weren't willing. Yes. Not necessarily not willing, but they didn't know how to guide the person and explain benefits and values of what they're trying to sell you. It's just like, 
this is really going to mess you up or this is yeah. not. And, right. you know, they weren't talking about terpenes or cannabinoids or like any of these other things that are super mm. valuable. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what's what's going to help me if I have anxiety, if I have, you know, inflammation yeah. or whatever it might be. So uh, we looked at the, the virtual consultation model and we said we could apply this to pretty much anything. But the one that seems the most ripe is is cannabis. And so that's why uh, that's why Upsparo was born. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So that was very yeah. quick. Sorry if that was a no, little, that, a little yeah. too high no, level. I'm happy to awesome. dive into it, but yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more that went into it than just that, right? Sure. <laughs> but so uh, cool. that, yeah, that's an awesome story. Yeah, and, yeah, it really uh, is. Like, I uh, I can definitely feel for you on the experience with the dispensary because I've seen that before, where uh, like I've walked in and people just like they're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you can tell these people are like brand new to cannabis and. Like sometimes I'll jump, like it's not my place, but like if I can just sneak in and like, cause I see them getting horrible advice maybe, right? <laughs> and so, right? And, and I yeah. feel bad. I'm like, no, don't take that. That's not gonna play, right? It, sure, it just, sure. And I'm not the know all and all this stuff, but you know, yeah. like some, I know exactly that experience that you're mm. talking about where you have that person that is trying cannabis out maybe for the first time and like they're not really getting the, the level of attention to that, you know, to that nervousness that they're probably bringing in with them to the store when they're buying their first cannabis product, right? Sure, and sure. so, like, it makes a ton of sense. And Jack, were you going to say something? I know. You yeah, know yeah. I was just going to say it's like it's a real intimidating process when you're inside there. You walk in, it's just like there's. It's a really. It's always fancy. These places are gorgeous. All these dispensaries. Yeah, yeah. Totally, they make totally. them They're so chic. Retail. Yeah, and but yeah. it's just you don't understand. Like you're just they. I, I know the one. It's like oh, we got these colors. We got this yellow. We got the green. We got the purple. The dark purple and it's like the dark purple is really strong the green's not very strong it's like what do i <laughs> have yeah, one yeah, half yeah. cbd one quarter of this and it's like what does that mean what's <laughs> one a one to 36 ratio of, <laughs> of what yeah I, yeah I don't know what you're telling me right now yeah oh, it, i had to dive in deep i mean obviously like to really understand this stuff i mean it is not mm-hmm. something that like if i just start rambling i mean you just it goes right over everyone's head that's not familiar with this type of stuff when you start talking about ratios and especially strains i mean some of these things where they come up with the names on these but <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah it's, yeah and it's it's interesting it's like um you know it's you you know it's a problem when like the people who are selling crystals have a better way of explaining how like a crystal can help you <laughs> than you know um you know like a rock like an actual rock a geode how that's going to improve your life compared to like cannabis which has a medical benefit um so there's a there's a stark difference in in how these things are being communicated i mean in in a really easy understandable way so yeah and i just um i know that you talked about I, I just wanted to ask something uh, quick also about the business side of it too sure because yeah. it sounded like you you know there's a lot of things that that you did wrong in the beginning mm-hmm. a lot yes. and and, and i think that's yeah and i think that's the case for a lot of people um can, just i think this is an interesting topic whether it's cannabis or not but like just what are just in your opinion some top like two or three things that like that you just saw that were big mistakes that you see a lot of people making possibly in the very beginning yeah, no, there's a uh, there's a few. There's there's like some uh, credos, I guess, that we we live by. Um, you know, with our with our own businesses, uh, my business partners and I. Um, the first one was uh, passion without focus is recklessness, and what that basically means is, um, you know, once you find out you want to start a business, it's very easy to look at all the shiny objects and all the shiny things you could do. Um, but the main thing, 
is to validate that the market actually cares and wants mm. the one thing first. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of times what we when we get into helping either non-technical founders start their own company, right, through our agency or whether we're um, building companies of our own, uh, it's very, very important that you're trying to prove or disprove your assumptions about the market and what it may need. Um, you know, basically that's all business is, is I assume yeah. that there's need for this thing. And um, the only way that people can really prove that is by voting with their dollars. Like, are they willing to give me money for this thing that I say I'm solving mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. uh, or this problem that I'm solving for them? And um, a lot of people get wrapped up in technology. A lot of people get wrapped up in all those things. But ultimately, you got to focus on the value that you're providing. Am I making it faster for you to send an email? Am I making it easier for you to schedule an appointment? Like, whatever it is that you're starting, um, you know, those are the main things. And, and what I'm finding most in cannabis specifically Mm-hmm. Um, is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of focus on the on that mindset. It's normally like, hey, whatever brand I slap on here, whatever uh, packaging, whatever, and they're all kind of similar. Or if I don't really put all that much effort into brand and packaging mm-hmm. and, and, and marketing, um, it's not going to matter. It's going to sell, uh, which is certainly true for some products, right? Like, I mean, flour yeah. and all these things, especially in Arizona, are really hard to keep, keep stocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, making sure that people are focusing on the value and the benefits of what it is that they're trying to sell um, yeah. is one. And that was because, you know, when I um, when I first <laughs> went into our first company, I, I just thought product was the main thing. Like, I need a widget so that I can go sell. Mm-hmm. And in reality, every other company after that, I've sold before we've ever even, like, delivered the software. Um, yeah. Some of it because the <laughs> software wasn't ready, like, just wasn't ready, and it had taken forever, and it was really complex. Yeah. But we yeah. were out selling and buying dinners for clients and, um, you know, doing demos on, on our platform or uh, going to trade shows. All that should happen. You should get some of this market context before you go spend a bunch of money developing a product, ideally. Um, yeah. You're starting to see that, actually. With, like, d- direct-to-consumer products, a lot of these celebrities, they'll, like, launch a... Um, you know, an early release list or something or an email list mm-hmm. to gauge interest on like their new coffee company or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. That tactic, it's called lean launch, lean, basically, <laughs> lean innovation uh, methodology. And that's how a lot of people are going because you want to prove the thing and generate as much revenue as possible with as little money spent as possible. Um, yeah. And especially when it's, you know, people like us that are in the beginning stages, sometimes it's like, Man, you really gotta focus on how um, how you're spending that money effectively, because you it only takes one quick hit to like mm-hmm. grow you like crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so you guys have been in the beginning stages of stuff, you know, right? You're like, you know, in the beginning it was like, all right, I got five hundred bucks. Like, do I need a mic or are these headphones gonna work? <laughs> like, you know, that's probably like yeah. in the beginning you were weighing those kind of things. And then it gets they're just bigger levers as you grow. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, do we need a ten thousand dollar you know audio setup now that we can you know pull in more ads, more more partnerships, whatever it might be. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, so I was a bit of a rant, a bit of a ramble, <laughs> but those are the couple I would say. Um, are most no, important. That, that pa- I think it makes a lot of sense. Like the, I love it. Like uh, you know, um, passion without focus is recklessness, right? And and that that like um, because in the cannabis world, I mean, there is just so much passion, right? Like, oh, <laughs> people have a ton of passion, and oh. and I can imagine. All, I mean, I've seen it. The recklessness that goes into some of these products and like and and business, but it's it's not because they don't care. It's because they're just so passionate that they didn't take the time 
in my opinion, possibly to just, you know, go dot your T's, your dot your I's, cross your T's, all those different mm-hmm. things, right? Just mm-hmm. making sure you have all your ducks in a row before you move forward. Um, that makes a ton totally. of sense. Totally. Yeah, that, that was actually that was actually my follow-up question on that the cannabis scene, so that's perfect. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking, I'm like, so the cannabis scene has to be crazy in regards to that respect, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, Jack, uh, I, I, do you have any other, I want to go back to you, I know you had some questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, when this all obviously we've got the pandemic happening, so virtuals mm-hmm. being huge right now. What what are yep. the what are the, what are the ways that you're really leveraging that with the in the cannabis industry? Sure. Um, so with virtual, a lot of people think telehealth. A lot of people mm-hmm. think like okay, over the phone or, or live like we are. Um, and what we found in in proving this model out in in dentistry, which is um, where we've We've already built, helped build that part of the business in mm-hmm. dentistry, the same same kind of concept. Um, when we apply it in cannabis, it's the same thing. A lot of people view it as like, oh, this real-time thing where I got to interact with a customer. Yeah. But it's not that at all. Um, and the reason why is because um, if you're a doctor and you have a $10,000 surgery, you don't want to spend time uh, you know, talking to someone for an hour about why they should <laughs> you know, have a $10,000 surgery, yeah. right? It, it's, not, mm-hmm. it's not worthwhile. So... The way that the system works is uh, it's actually, we call it asynchronous, but it's it's non-real time. Mm-hmm. So um, I fill out a quiz on, you know, what kind of cannabis, why I want to try cannabis, what's yeah. my need, what should I, you know, what am I looking for, what am I looking to avoid, et cetera, et cetera. The bud tender basically gets that information and they select products that they think are going to be most suited for the person. And then they are able to, like, take them. It syncs their inventory and everything, and they can add them to this consult in this page uh, but basically they record a video like less than five minutes explaining each of the products what they're going to do for them what are the benefits here's why here's the price point and then from there they can you know if they like the products they like what they recommended they can you know check out if they offer delivery the dispensary offers delivery or they can you know schedule a pickup order wow. and the reason why that aspect's important is because a lot of dispensaries are super busy so you don't want to you know if there's trimmers you got to be watching or there's you know like a ton of people that are flooding like in arizona for instance people are trying to like crank through as many uh as many visits as they can because it's so hot and people are just locked up out the door right wow. and they can only put a tent up and like bring a taco truck guy to like uh. help make it bearable <laughs> right like and it's it's a good effort but ultimately like everyone has a pos system they can check out from right here um and even if they just had a line that allows them to do pickup orders it it helps them see more um customers an hour (laughs) and then they're able to help the customer in a really effective way and you're distilling down that whole interaction that normally might take 10 15 minutes whatever it might be down to you know five right and i'm better educated and i understand why i'm buying it and then i know what to look for Mm. the next time i look on your website or the next time i come in face to face where i didn't have enough time to fill out a quiz um yeah so it'll help the dispensary overall save time and it just helps distill the the value of that experience of the interaction down um so that's that's where we see it we don't want to remove the interaction we want to enhance it and make it deliver yeah right super efficient makes a lot of sense so like if I have like if I'm if I am like yeah I, I I'm having issues sleeping and I have like a pain in my leg or something sure. right and so 
Um, I'm cool with like uh, vaporizers, tinctures, or edibles, right? Like all three. So, mm-hmm. so like I would do something like that, and then what the bud tender would do is like, and I'm like, make sure I I want to pass out really hard tonight, right? <laughs> and sure. Something like yeah. that, right? So yeah. you'd put those notes in there of what you want, and then they would they would just put together like a little package based on what it is that you're looking for, right? And then they would put that together in a video that they can send to you. They don't have to call you and wait for you to pick up and talk to you about your order. And, like, that's a lot of times what happens is mm-hmm. the back and forth, like, making sure that the order's confirmed and all that stuff. Totally. Um, th- then they can just explain it. They can get it done. And then they can move on to the next one. And then you can get your information and say, all right, this all makes sense. Yep. You know, it's it's. Uh, and then you have that in five minutes. And then you already know what to buy. That That's, like... For me, because I get decision fatigue, I go to the restaurant and I just ask the waitress every single time <laughs> mm-hmm. to just pick for me, right? Totally, <laughs> because, totally. Yeah, it's, uh, totally. That's yeah, a little like, crazy, but just look at the the menu otherwise, right? But but if yeah. someone if I if I do that and if someone's like get this this and this, I'm like perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's a big trend. It's a big trend right now. Um, a good friend of mine uh, is a CEO of this um, this company that does influencer placements for for YouTube. Um, great guy. He's one of my one of my good friends. Um, he was saying the same thing. He's like, dude, the industry is going toward, I don't want to have to think. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm building a house. I don't care if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Like, just tell me what to buy. He's yeah. like, that's why influencer marketing is so great. Um, and really, the bud tender is the key influencer, right? It's also yep. the influencer for all the brands. So yeah. these brands that are trying to get their product into um, these retail shops, they need to build a connection too with this bud tender. And ultimately that bud tender is going to recommend products that they feel an affinity for. Um, so that that's going to be the make or break for that person's brand too. And um, yeah, yeah, people don't really want to think they want to be recommended and mm-hmm. it's a white glove approach, but it's, it's, it's happening across every industry. I'm yeah. Yeah. That's my experience for sure. I, uh, I, I, for certain things like I, I can step in a GNC for hours. I can step in a can of the dispensary for hours. I can yep. look at a menu at a restaurant for minutes or hours. <laughs> right? totally. Totally. I, won't go, I won't go that long, but like, yeah, just decision fatigue. So no, yeah, it's, uh, that's good. Certainly the, the, uh, yeah. In, in dispensaries and, uh, and total wine are mine. Like those are the two where I, I want to yeah. know as much as I possibly mm-hmm. can, but like yeah. if I'm selecting a vodka, I don't care. But if I want to select like a great scotch or like a specific, you know, uh, flower or whatever, like I'm very, I want to know, right. I yeah. want to read the label. <laughs> Not that there is one usually in, yeah. in the case of dispensaries all the time, but I want to know the whole story, right. Why is this one so great? Um, yeah. and, and yeah, and reviews are the best way to do mm-hmm. that. So, and referrals. So, yeah, you want to know yeah. what what you're smoking or consuming because that that's gonna totally affect like the rest of your day. Like, uh, and that's why like a lot of people like don't like cannabis. We've talked about this before. It's like they want to know exactly what this is gonna do, how it's gonna affect me, how it's gonna happen the rest of the day, how I'm gonna feel the next day. Like, just get an idea of what strain you're consuming so you know the effects sativa indica are kind of vague they get really in depth and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the after effects so it's really it's important because that could totally like you could take a person that would normally like cannabis but then they have like they, you give them the wrong strain like maybe they don't want to be sleepy and they smoke and they're like oh i hate cannabis it makes me pass out as soon as i smoke it <laughs> yeah. so yeah no yeah, it's super it was important like- yeah, and and I think especially so. I was just at the Bud Tender Awards this last weekend. And, nice, and so, yeah. Someone made a a really good point on a panel. Um, Robert Cohen, he he runs some some dispensaries or, or medical centers, I should say, out in uh, out in Colorado. Mm. And he was saying that majority of the time when he's treating you know medical patients, uh, there's a lot of scenarios where someone 
is getting misdosed. I want to say misdosed because uh, I can't think of the proper <laughs> medical <laughs> term. But basically, I don't want to say overdosed, but basically yeah. they are getting too much dosage from a bud tender. And they're saying, you know, hey, this this older person, you know, let's say they're, you know, 75 and yeah, they're in pain from osteoporosis or whatever it might be. Um, and by the way, don't listen to me. I don't actually know what um, right, is right. a good use for cannabis as it relates to ailments. Like I'm, I'm just using that as an example. Um, but <laughs> they're something like that. And let's say you know they needed five milligrams of THC. I know that's like a very arbitrary uh, amount, but five milligrams and the rest CBD, CBG, whatever it was. Um, but instead, this bud tender throws like a thirty milligram edible at them, <laughs> right? And, you know, grandma's spinning and she's like, I will never return to cannabis. That was crazy. Uh, it's like, it's a poor experience overall. And so yep. um, that's another aspect that I think can be solved with something, you know, like, like this. Um, and there's great butt tenders out there too that are trying to help. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it can happen pretty easily that someone gets, you know, dosed improperly and, you know, they never return to cannabis again because they had a poor experience. Mm. So. Yeah, no, that's, uh, no, that, that I actually had a friend that, um, I accidentally, uh, you know, I just gave her an edible, this is years ago, like in the beginning of the cannabis world uh, yeah. stuff, but I was in that, um, and she ended up in the emergency room and all they did was give her like food and water. They're like, just stay <laughs> here and drip and I figure you're fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to be okay. We understand you need, just need, you know, to be here. So yeah, it's, so, uh, you and can you imagine like, if... but she didn't do anything. Yeah. She she didn't touch cannabis for like months after that, right? Yeah. So to your point, yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly how it works. Um, Twenty, especially yeah, so, with an ailment. Like if you're out with friends, you kind of expect yeah, yeah. like, okay, this could go, you know, sideways, right? And you're like, yeah. I actually don't know. But if you're, you know, if you're going for, you know, medicinal purposes, like that is definitely not the <laughs> the, the outcome you want for your I arthritis. I want to go back to that place. I'm like, on a Friday night, I'm like, I want to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, totally, totally. Not on Friday sense. morning, though. Friday morning, nope. no way. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, Tuesday <laughs> afternoon when you're going to play cards or gin rummy with your gals, right? Probably not the best, not the best time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you guys deal with deliveries? I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, do you have deliveries? Like, how does that work? Because that, I, I feel like, is a clunky process. And Super. Yeah. And I, I would love clunky. to hear how you can improve that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, from a delivery perspective, we are mostly focused on technology partnerships and integrations. Yeah. It's still a very dicey um it's very a very dicey process overall, but we are intending to add like delivery capabilities so that um, a dispensary that does want to offer delivery for themselves, mm-hmm. um, we just collect extra information. So we collect the address, collect you know, and then basically have like a delivery schedule uh, where it can be delivered. Uh, the non-real time position that we take may make it a slightly different experience, right? So it may be, hey, if you're cool with it, getting tomorrow getting it tomorrow that it's so it's not going to be like an uber eats right where it's like oh man we're out um only because of what may be still happening from a retail perspective inside the the dispensary overall um so they may have to shut down you know delivery early or something like that so we're still looking into it um but for the most part we're looking for integrations and partners uh you know i know ease is out there doing it kind of uber eats for uh for that or doordash for for cannabis yeah Uh, but 
it, it's still very clunky. It, it's interesting coming from other industries where it's very easy to just like slap in, yeah. you know, some some uh, someone else's integration and you know tie into it. Like we can hook into a Postmates API, all of us, and build an app that you know mm-hmm. is like a podcast feeding thing. And while people are watching this live, you know, they could send you know send you a pizza, Ryan, and like <laughs> they pay for it, and then like it arrives, and you're like, oh man, then you right. eat it live, right? Like we yeah. can build that in like three weeks. Yeah, but there's idea. a lot of this technology infrastructure that just doesn't exist in cannabis yet. Yeah, yep. and so and a lot of that is because of safe banking. Um, once yep. that's once that's passed, then uh, I'm actually a little bit concerned for a lot of the players, like the POS players and stuff mm. like that, that are here, either Square or you know uh, Aloha or someone may raise Strike. a bunch of money and just start rolling them all up, <laughs> yeah. or or you know someone. Or all these guys will be able to compete, and they'll they'll raise a ton of money too, and just say, "Hey, no, this is our industry. Back off!" Like it could happen, also. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, it, it's very interesting. You have to kind of hack your way around some of these things um, from a technology perspective, yeah. just because the structure that we're used to isn't there. Uh, mm-hmm. Even collecting payments from dispensaries, right? There's a little bit yeah. of success. So it's crazy. yeah. So for, uh, so coming from uh, another like so. Gotham is one thing, but we we also started uh, our own SaaS company at, at Gotham. It's called uh, Tandem. It's uh, it's our own hosting nice. hosting platform. Yeah, um, Tandem Podcasting. And the one of the biggest things that that we run into challenges is is really optimizing our our subscriber usage. And it, mm. so, from your experience, how are you getting? How are you leverage? How are you getting more subscribers, users onto the platform? Uh, so we have an outbound sales team, nice. uh, with Upsparrow. Uh, so we don't go after a, we don't have to go after the consumer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the dispensary is kind of the ideal dispensary for us is already spending money on marketing. You know, ideally they're already spending money in, uh, pay-per-click or, you know, if they can, I know that it's a little tough and B2, B2C, uh, ads, or they've mm-hmm. got a decent social following and, and a decent loyalty program, like a ah. text loyalty program. Because at that point, we, we kind of send, we have like a lander that's using this cutting edge framework from Google called AMP, Accelerated Mobile Pages. Retailers like Bed Bath & Beyond use it to boost themselves in social, uh, or excuse me, in search results. Uh-huh. So that's something that really helps the, the retailer. And then it goes right into the quiz. So it's all custom branded lander, and then it goes into the quiz for that dispensary. Um, so for us, we use an outbound sales approach pretty much like everybody else yeah. uh you know we've we've got uh, our business development reps going out seeing if anyone needs it if it's interesting to anyone and then you know they set up an appointment with one of our sales guys our director of business development or myself if it's a little bit of a larger account and um, we do demos That's and awesome. so it's a very it's a very like manual kind of process at the moment uh we do outbound video recording so sometimes if we think it would be helpful for someone to see how we would fit into their site and say, hey, remember back when you didn't know cannabis and the scrolling endlessly of flower, like what would that mean to you? Well, here's how you can avoid that. Um, you know, and mostly because if they're spending money on on pay-per-click to come to the, the site, you're now in an e-commerce transaction and typically e-commerce benchmark of like global average, you're at a 3% conversion rate for anyone mm-hmm. you send to your site. And if you're in cannabis, it's like quite a bit higher 
But when we were doing this in dentistry, it was converting at 10% for the dentists and we got them to 85. So it's like, imagine 85% of the people that come to your site are converting, right? Uh, At least into a consult where now you've got their info, now you can market them, now you can, you know, send them promotions. And uh, ultimately, you don't really have to discount at that point to like do this race to the bottom because you built a connection with that person Mm. you're you're being very transparent about pricing you're being very transparent about this stuff and you don't have to constantly like hit them with you know shatter days promotions (sighs) you know for them to to come back in yeah so uh yeah there's all kinds of things for that one um but because it is kind of like a boring b2b SaaS, it's a little bit more of a boring like tactic it's just (laughs) it's just brute force like you know however we can meet people so we were at the events right we went to we went to bud tenders uh or bud tender awards and stuff and just try to meet people that are around that's awesome Uh, as it relates to b2c it's a little tricky uh only because you know google and, and facebook have these advertising guidelines that they won't let us sidestep uh i have met a couple of people from a b2b side that are able to generate some decent leads and and run ads and not get banned um but again they're they're touting like a pos system or something Mm -hmm. so it's not super exciting it's not like a (laughs) product you know that's a a vape pen or something um so yeah uh we could we could talk more about that if you if you want Uh, i i have probably some different tactics uh, tactics and different types of businesses, but this one's, you know, yeah, channel partners and channel partners and outbound sales. So Got it. we we're looking at integrating with Dutch, or we've we've basically started integrating with Dutchie at this point. Uh, we're looking at talking to Jane too, and oh, they're cool. kind of helping nice. everybody come online. So those are easy partners, and all the Jane guys are wrestlers, and I, I wrestled <laughs> them. So it was kind of a funny like bro type of moment because I think their CTO is actually the captain of the MIT wrestling team. So. Whoa. Really? Smart and tough, yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. It's like, all right, well, uh, remind awesome. me not to cross you guys at a party. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, I guess the one thing, um, as far as just, uh, I, I know we wanted to ask too, like just future stuff. Uh, yep. Like, yep. what is it you guys are, are looking at moving forward? Um, you know, from here, like just big picture. Like, what do you see, like up sparrow and all that good stuff? Because I know yeah. you got to have a vision. <laughs> we do. We have a big vision. I mean, there's there's so much that we we think we can help with just from the retail aspect. Um, yeah. Something that we're looking toward is, is some some of the really busy dispensaries that maybe don't um, want to invest in having their bud tenders record the videos, or mm. maybe they uh, think that their their staff may not be the best representation of their brand. Mm-hmm. We're actually looking at rolling out a bud tender as a service where we would take the inquiry. And we would have someone in that state who's got enough of the products for that particular dispensary to, to make a good consult. And we would actually employ them and, and they uh, would make the recommendations on behalf of that dispensary and just send that order through to the dispensary have they uh, checked out. And so that's that's something that we're looking at offering to kind of help take some of the operational focus off yeah. of running your dispensary too. Um, it's a high turnover job. Uh, for a variety of reasons that are not, you know, the butt tender's fault. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with with that, I think that there's a uh, an opportunity for us to just provide a better butt tender experience that the dispensary doesn't have to worry about, you know, they send an invoice at the end. I mean, I walk mm-hmm. I walk into those things and, and they're they're going nuts all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Yeah. 
and yeah. so like if you if you give them something else to do maybe like yeah you, you you would imagine that you may you may just you know you can get a better experience i guess if you if you can control that part of the process also <laughs> right totally so that's totally. that's what it is yeah that's yeah. awesome um yeah. cool uh jack do you have any more questions yeah where do you see the future of cannabis in the next like 10 years hmm you know, I had I had a very interesting uh, conversation. Man, it's so funny. Like going to our my first ever uh, in person conference in like nineteen months or something. Yeah, was was really refreshing because you get to connect with people like so quickly instead yeah. of like wait for the wait for the introduction call or the whatever. Right? It was just like walk up to a booth and you could have a conversation. Yeah, that's said, great. Which was amazing we met so many great founders um at this thing that are just doing cool stuff with different brands but these guys had a it's called filter i think it's ph filter and what they did is they have a a, a machine where you hook up your uh your vape pen and you can inhale and exhale and it has a micron filter in it that allow that doesn't allow any of the vape smoke or smell through the filter so you inhale and exhale through like this little adapter wow, that you put crazy. on your vape pen Wow. And they're looking at doing it with flour too, like actual smoke. What? So there's no and there's no smell? There's like no, no smell. smell. That's insane. No smell. Wow. Yeah. And I actually have Airbnbs. And let me tell you guys, <laughs> <laughs> for the pandemic, people were renting this thing for like two weeks just to like smoke out in it. And I was like, guys, <laughs> like, there's people after you. Like grandma is coming to visit her grandkids are coming after you. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I had to like ozone <laughs> the whole thing like hours but uh this kind of product was super cool i was like man this is this is phenomenal so we had a really interesting conversation about how uh it's cannabis is going to become kind of like a polite society it's going to be very much like a uh having a glass of wine or a glass of scotch or you know at a martini bar or whatever it might be and the only thing that really makes cannabis um with a little bit of stigma is actually not the plant in the inhale it's the what you put out from the cloud, you know, that's around you. And uh, same thing with cigarettes, really, right. ultimately. Um, you know, that was yeah. the other downside of being at a conference for the first time in 18 years. I was exposed to more cigarette smoke, <laughs> than, you know, in the last, like, six yeah. days than I have been, you know, probably my whole life being at, you know, the, the hotel in Vegas. And, yeah. um, you know, when, when that problem is solved, I do think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to really evolve people into where it's, it's a very social experience again. Um, you know, I think people are starting to share a little bit less with COVID and pandemic, um, but that people get over it, I think, in a little bit, um, you know, sharing blunts and stuff like that. Yeah. But overall, I, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of ways it could go. Number one, people could go back to like Freedom Garden style, like back in the, you know, back in the 40s and like <laughs> everyone's growing. Um, yeah. But, you know, if that was the case, restaurants would be worried. But ultimately, restaurants did fine over the last, you know, yeah. uh, 80 years. And so I think it'll be similar. Um, it's going to be like going out to your favorite restaurant. There's going to be lounges everywhere. There's going to be, you know, all kinds of new virtual experiences within cannabis. Um, and, you know, ideally, you know, the federal legalizations, I think, going to bring a lot of it's going to remove a lot of the people who have been lazy about their brand or maybe not cared as much. Mm-hmm. And it's going to mm-hmm. force them to focus on why they're doing what they're doing and how yeah. and uh, why they're different and not just, you know, throwing a picture of a leaf, you know, on a website <laughs> or a leaf, yeah, a leaf on a website or a, 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 you know, piece of flower and being like, oh, this is a strain like. Right. We're going to have to start speaking from values and benefits very soon. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, the last thing I can think of is like, hey, instead of I mean, here in here in Phoenix, we have uh, Waymo, like the Google cars that deliver uh, groceries from Walmart. Cool, self-driving. What? So they, what? Yeah, so they they'll pick up your order and then drive it over to your house. Um, wow. So I think that it's probably going to be very similar to that. Actually, <laughs> like someone's going to get an Upsparrow consult from their favorite dispensary, and then a Google car is going to pick it up and drive it to their house. I think that that's the that next best scenario. Wild. And that's best for HIPAA too, right? For HIPAA regulations. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Like privacy and all that. Totally, totally. Wow. So, so cool. you know, it's moving quick, man. I mean, even down at the campus at, at ASU, they're they're the little snack delivery robots. So like. Uh, <laughs> It could be as simple as that, too. Who knows? I, I don't know any of this stuff. But I, I, I guess we don't have it in New York, or I guess maybe more mm. Arizona thing. And I guess it'd be a, it would be a disaster if they tried to do that in New York City. Like self-driving <laughs> self-driving cars. Self-driving cars? <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh my God. You horrible. guys have elements, too. I mean, like yeah. snow and a cute oh, yeah, little yeah, robot yeah. just great. like on its side. Right? Um, it slipped. Like, it's a, uh, it's a rough, rough seeing, scene. Seeing like a, a driverless car fishtailing towards you in like the winter, <laughs> it's like, got to be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's like, totally, totally. You're like, yeah. all right, double my dose because this is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I, I think that it's probably along the lines of that. One thing that I am a little bit worried about actually is some of the retail, um, mm. only because retail was already struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, I don't think that's a secret to anybody. The, the hard part is the retail that actually have more faith for the vertical integrated people only because there is that brand opportunity. Whereas, you know, as a, as a retailer who just pushes other people's products, um, you know, look at Sears, man. I mean, they're like that model of being the the superstore for everything. Yeah. Or, you know, if I can just get it delivered um, once all these laws pass, yeah. uh, you know, I think that that model is going to be a little bit in trouble. So, yeah, I, I mean, the pandemic has just split that wide open. I, I mean, everyone's I mean, I get almost everything delivered. Now, I mean, I go to the store as a luxury because I want to get out of the house now. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just wander around Home Depot down in Midtown. Or yeah, it is. My, yeah, my yeah. Friend. I mean, we put the kids to bed, and on Friday night we go to Wegmans, and that's our date night. I mean, that's 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 really that's what we. And we hey, do you want to go to Wegmans tonight? Yeah, let's do it. And we would walk yeah, yeah. around. I read all the signs because I don't have to chase a two-year-old around like the aisles. Like you know, so, I can like read the background of the food like I never cared about before. Right. 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 Yeah. No. Certainly. And you know, health-wise, like I hopefully, um, you know, let's hope that there's there's even more. Uh, discoveries about about cannabis and what it can do to help different ailments yep. too man i mean like cbg at least i i hadn't heard of it until like last year right so yeah. it's like all yeah. new everyone's like starting to do these trials and stuff with with different cannabinoids and terpenes and um yeah let's let's hope it gets as as robust as possible over yeah, and, 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 I, and i think what you said about drinking and like just the the future of it i, I just think uh, a lot of people want to compare it to alcohol and how it's going to be the same. I mean, in a way, but I just think, you know, once we actually get to that point where it's as accepted as alcohol is, mm -hmm. we're going to see how much more, obviously, it's going to be able to do. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, bars, I think, will be shutting down. <laughs> I think really? A lot. I, I, not shutting down completely, but I think because every time it seems like legalization has taken hold in a state, drinking has gone down too. Sure. And so I see it's, I see a city like New York and you know like just bars everywhere right a lot of big cities but a lot of these places will turn i, I think you mentioned it in the beginning like places where you can go hang out in a lounge setting like a hookah mm -hmm. bar but for cannabis mm -hmm. right and people are you're gonna get your 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 emotional physical mm -hmm. fix kind of you know if that's what you want like from drinking you're gonna be able to get it from cannabis but it's gonna be way healthier you know and so way healthier the morning doesn't yeah. suck like i mean right. 
Dude, I mean, especially in Arizona where we are, like if you have, you know, one drink and you walk outside, like you're already dehydrated or like <laughs> you're hung over in 30 minutes because you already sweat out. You're like, God, what just happened? You um, sweat and it goes right out in the sun. Yeah, it's it just evaporates from your pores, right? So, yeah, no, likewise. I think some of these some of these uh, hotels and larger, I don't think larger corp will do this until it gets like really, like you're not going to be able to like, uh, you know, smoke a vape pen at Olive Garden for a while. But I think that some of these like high end, like maybe a Michelin, maybe, you know, something like that. Those are the people that are going to innovate. And, and hopefully they're adding on, you know, a cannabis to part of that experience. I mean, nothing sounds better than, you know, that at, uh, you know, Mastro's or something, right? Like lobster mashed potatoes and, you know, uh, uh, a little bit of a vape pen sounds, yeah. sounds terrific. So, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, people go outside and hit it anyways, their friends, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, it'd be exactly. great to just sit at the table and do it, right, if you can. So, totally. no, it's, it's, uh, no, that, that, that's awesome. I can't, I can't wait for all of that, obviously. And I, we're like, I feel like we've been right there for years. And I feel like everyone in the, and has been in this movement has felt like right there for years. <laughs> it's like, totally. it, it's progress has been happening. It's just, you know, slowly but surely. But, um, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, I, yeah, but anyways, Gabe, I know we're uh, we're getting close on time here. We're getting close up to that. Um, but yeah, those are the questions I had. Jack, any other questions you had oh, for Gabe? This is but, uh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> very very helpful, Gabe. Yeah. If, if you can just give us an idea of like where we can find where our listeners can find you, uh, Up Sparrow, like all those different places that you'd like to promote right now, and yeah, sure, any events too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, at least for, for Up Sparrow, you can find us at upsparrow.io uh, if you need to get a hold of me. I'm pretty open book, so up Sparrow, or Gabe at upsparrow.io. You can go ahead and send us an email. Um, if I can't help you, then I'm sure someone much smarter than me on our team can. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to them. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as that goes, obviously you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it's the LinkedIn uh, URL forward slash Cruz Gabriel. Uh, like my last name, my first name. But uh, as far as events, we're, we're really looking to attend other people's. Um, so at the moment, uh, you know, we're, we're all years to be able to come in and try to be more involved in the in-person event kind of thing. It's just really refreshing after this last one. <laughs> yeah. So um, awesome. most of the things we're attending are industry trade associations. So Mita, shout out to Mita. There's one in, uh, in Arizona, Marijuana Industry Trade Association. Um, so anything like that, um, you know, we'll probably be around and we'll try to try to be involved. So if you got one of those, let us know too. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Follow us on Instagram, the cannabis C, uh, email us the cannabis C at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube, the cannabis kind of sort podcast on YouTube. Yeah, guys, we appreciate your time and thanks for listening. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Gabe, thank you for coming on. All of this stuff thanks is going to be in the show notes too. Terrific. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Have a great awesome. See you.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.